0: you're listening to a journey in American English hello everyone and welcome back so finally after two months Chris and I were able to get together to do another episode Chris and I will only be doing around two to three episodes a month because we're getting busier with our personal lives but nonetheless we're here to stay anyway to today's episode Chris and I talk about the pandemic and how that has impacted traveling. And speaking of traveling, Chris is planning on going to my home state or near my home state at least for a visit. So we talk about St. Louis, about Missouri and what things you can do when you go down there and what things you definitely have to see if you go down to Kansas City, Kansas or St. Louis or Missouri. Anyway, without further ado, Let's begin. Hey, <laughs> uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, yeah. It's been a bit. Yeah, I was actually supposed to upload the other episode two months ago before I went on break, but just I just never did. <laughs> uh, I, just, so, I just forgot so about it. The last
1: episode we recorded six or so weeks ago is actually the homecoming. You just we just don't know it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what it was about though.
1: Neither do I. <laughs> it's it's been a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. The episode before that was about gun rights, but no, I was having, I guess, more of like a kind of like a mental breakdown, just being at home the whole time, not really going anywhere. Uh, I was doing my thesis the whole time, so I just kind of up and left and went to the U.S. for four weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Which we will definitely
1: have to talk about. Uh, I feel like, how how long has, did you say it had been since you were
0: in the U.S.? So... Uh, About two years. It'd been about two years because of the, the pandemic. Because in 2020, no one was really allowed to enter, like not even Americans. So it was incredibly difficult. And I was super scared of like getting stuck somewhere and not being able to like get into the country or having to pay to go back to Germany, basically. So I skipped that. And coming to the U.S. was a real pain. Because I had to be vaccinated. I didn't actually have to be vaccinated, but it's, they want you to be vaccinated if you come to the U.S. And I had to do a negative Corona test, which was incredibly uncomfortable. I don't know. Have you done one? Oh, yeah. Um, the nose thing, right? Uh, oh, it's so bad. I nearly cried. But not because it was painful, just because of like it makes your eyes really water because of how far they, they stick it up your nose. Yeah,
1: uh, Um, actually, they had me do it myself, and they kind of told me if that's not what it feels like, you're not doing it right. <laughs> well, this he- was this was
0: uh, like a year ago. I did it actually. I did mine. I I did two of them. So I did my first one around I want to say seven weeks ago before I flew to the US, and they do that for you here. So you stand there, and they make you tilt your head back, and then they shove it up your nose, and it's an incredibly painful. Or sorry, it's not it's not actually painful it's not at all painful it's just incredibly uncomfortable um like it's what you would imagine so I'm sticking something up your nose <laughs> yeah and uh then I had to wait 20 minutes and surprise surprise it was negative so hey that's and, not bad at all no it was like yeah it was really quick it was quick and painless just uh not not fun I had to wait like a week for a phone call oh wow no no yeah no it's a it's a week here so if you're vaccinated you get it for free um it used to be free for everyone no matter if you were vaccinated or unvaccinated but either they're changing the rules or they're slowly starting to change the rules but at any rate it's it's free or it's like 20 bucks for for a test yeah that makes
1: sense uh last time i had a covid test the vaccine didn't exist so oh wow that makes sense yeah i I don't know if you heard but uh you, well, you were definitely stateside when uh, this news dropped. I think that uh, OSHA is going to be mandating you uh, employers of a hundred or more, everyone has to be vaccinated, or they have to submit weekly negative tests. OSHA, I didn't know that. So uh, the reason I brought that up because you were talking about COVID test cost. Mm. Part of the part of the thing the Biden administration is doing to help facilitate that is they are making a deal with. Let's see, it's Amazon, Walmart, and a few other major retailers to help sell COVID tests at cost. So they're, you know, partially subsidizing it. So to make it a little bit more accessible to do weekly testing.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm kind of iffy on the vaccine, I guess, not in the sense of like if it works or doesn't work, but it's, it's a very touchy subject at the moment but i don't really see the harm in doing like a test you know what i mean but, yeah um i've had plenty of family members who say like oh i don't really trust the vaccine or i'm gonna get it because i'm waiting or um the vaccine doesn't protect you like i have my immune system like i've heard the whole like the whole spectrum of excuses of why not to get one and i know i know a couple of people who aren't getting it because they they medically can't Cause like their immune system isn't strong enough, you know, to support the vaccine. Right. Those people uh, definitely exist. Yeah. Or they can't uh, take it because it would interfere like with their medication or something. So, and I just met people who think it's just a conspiracy and the government's trying to track you and I oh, would just, it's just crazy stuff. Um, I,
1: I won't lie. Um, especially over the last few months. Uh, I've definitely lost patience with a lot of those people. And I am not afraid to just be very honest to their face. And blunt about what I think of them.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, I feel exactly the same way. I'm it depends on what the person is like. If someone says they don't trust the vaccine and they have valid reasons, um, like for example, like they've done a lot of research, or maybe they're a doctor or or whatever, or they're in the medical field and they're just skeptical. I get that, and I can kind of accept that, but if someone says they're not going to take the vaccine because they read an article on some website or they saw something on Facebook that someone posted um, or they saw some YouTube video, I don't really take those people seriously when they talk about the vaccine and why it's not effective. But at, Absolutely. The, end, yeah. so at the end of the day, though, it's kind of weird because people say like, oh, I do my own research, but it's like I'm not, you know, a vaccine expert. I'm not a doctor. I don't have any medical experience whatsoever. And even if I do find like the paperwork, I can't understand any of that. Like I'm not a medical expert. So right. doing my own research is nearly impossible. Like I'm not qualified to do my own research. That's why you yeah, have experts. very, Very <laughs> few people are
1: qualified to do their own research. By the way, I feel like uh, you're
0: the, usually the one that catches this, but I feel
1: like I need to rewind us a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought up OSHA, Hell yeah. which for those that do not know, is uh, Occupational Safety and Health Administration association something like that basically they're uh tasked with making sure workplaces are safe um everyone has a right to a safe workplace uh, some jobs are more dangerous than others but you know they enforce standards and whatnot to make sure you know factories aren't death traps or something like that
0: see i didn't know that existed i thought that was like the department of labor or something
1: see oh it you're, is. You're is the it? second you're the <laughs> second person i've talked to who's like i've never heard of osha i'm like Every job I've ever had, like the break room just has OSHA signs all over the place. I guess the office job I have right now doesn't, but.
0: Oh, wow. No, I I worked in
1: kitchens and there were OSHA signs everywhere. I worked in a silk screening place. There are OSHA signs everywhere.
0: Maybe I've heard of them, but I've been out of the U.S. for a while. So, like working, I haven't worked in the U.S. since I was like 19 or something. (laughs) So that makes sense. Yeah. So, no, I I haven't heard of that but no, like uh, it's, it's super different. Like going to the U S was the first time I felt like a foreigner in my own country because the way Americans deal with like the pandemic and the virus, like I've been reading about it for almost two years now, like the way the Americans have been reacting and the way they feel about it, but like actually going there and seeing how people feel about it and see how they, like, they live their lives. is so different than it is here. It was just like, it was like a culture shock, which is really weird. Cause you know, it's, like it's not a new culture. Like there's this one example I love that I think sums up the US perfectly with respect to like the pandemic, which is I was going to a strip mall and there were three stores. The first store said wear your mask, like if you don't wear your mask you can't enter the store. Then right next to that there was another shop that said masks are recommended but not necessary. And then the shop right after that was like no mask required at all and there's no recommendation. And That's so confusing for people. (laughs) Like if I don't have to wear a mask or if I don't have to be vaccinated, well, I'm not going to do it and recommending me to do it. Well, I'm just not going to do it. If it's a recommendation, I'm not going to do it. And so it felt so weird going to like stores, like not having a mask on. Um, Like I was vaccinated and like, if they really wanted me to wear a mask they would wear a mask. Like I tried to avoid stores anyway, when I was there, but like having the option of not wearing one, honestly, was actually kind of liberating because here like you have to wear it 24 seven like no matter like what kind of store you go to so like mm-hmm. there's no there's no exception to the rule at all like if you go to buses if you go to train stations if you go like into any building it doesn't matter what building it is at all you have to wear a mask and in the u.s it was pretty much just like yeah do whatever you want i don't care <laughs> and it was just it was so weird um and so i felt like i was breaking the law you know what i mean I, I've definitely felt like
1: that um, when our mask mandates in Montana started easing up. Uh, I still wore a mask for a while um, just because it felt like the right thing to do. But at a certain point, it was like, you know, the population density here isn't very big. I'm fully vaccinated. And, you know, it it just felt like, all right, I, I did what I was supposed to do. Like, yeah if everyone does what i did it should be over so
0: yeah i mean let's I still, move still, on i still feel bad and then, we, bad for and then not, it went back yeah yeah definitely yeah i still feel kind of bad for not wearing a mask um but i think that's more of i think the conditioning i've gone through for the past year and a half now with wearing a mask and like not having it on feels like i'm like you know i'm i'm like streaking basically like <laughs> yeah. i'm running around like half naked um But most of the shops were like, well, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Well, I am like I am vaccinated. So and I have proof of it, too. But I don't know if they can read it because it's well, it's in German. But (laughs) did did you have to present that to fly? Yeah, um, technically, yes. So flying to the U.S., you didn't have to show proof of vaccination. Um, You did you did have to show proof or I did. Sorry. So I had to show proof of a negative test. Um, then coming back, you have a couple options. Either you have a negative uh, test, you're vaccinated, or you've had the virus, you've recovered, and you have proof of your recovery that has been like signed by a doctor or something. So like those are um, like the three requirements. And it's the same in Germany. So they have what's called like the three the 3g rule because each of these start with uh, uh with g in german so either it's vaccinated which would be gift um or you're tested which would be um uh getested, tested or it would be uh genesen, which would be like healed so like you have like the 3g rule in germany and it kind of works the same way when you fly to and from the u.s um most people up until now aren't allowed to go to the u.s so like My wife wasn't allowed to go to the U.S. because she's not an American citizen. And most Americans aren't allowed to enter the U.S. at the moment. But they're changing that starting November. So if you're vaccinated, that's all. You don't need, like, anything else. Um, Okay. But once you're in the plane, I don't know. Have you flown at all in the past year or two? No. um, So it was actually interesting for me. Uh, My
1: roommates and I... In January of 2020, so right before everything kicked off, right after New Year's, we went to Vegas and and were there for a few days because it's a very cheap and easy time to go to Vegas. It's, it's never mm. quiet in Vegas, but you know that's like a quieter time. And then we came back, and it was like that's when the world set on fire. So it was like kind of like a last hurrah of things. And then I'll be on a plane in a month again, which is partially why I asked you if they made you show vaccine status i guess you probably had to fly domestic at some point yeah but i imagine getting through security since your your general plan is international you probably have to show everything
0: um so as of uh like two weeks ago because i just got back two weeks ago um if you're flying domestic within the u.s you do not have to show proof of vaccination or of testing negative for Hmm. like anything you don't have to show anything um, don't quote me on that, but that, so I flew four times domestically and, and at no point did they ask about my vaccination. And the only time they asked me was when I was leaving the U.S. to go to Europe, but like within the U.S., they don't ask you, um, generally speaking, but it could vary from city to city or from airline to airline, but generally they don't ask you for a vaccination. What they do require you to do, um, and there's no exception to this, is you have to wear a mask within the plane. and right. That was one of the most uncomfortable things I've done. That was even worse than getting the vaccine. I would have liked to have had the vaccine two times over than having to wear a mask within the plane because I flew, like I had to wear a mask for almost 25 hours straight. And it was so uncomfortable. And my ear started hurting because I I had the, the band around my ears. So to keep the mask on and not the one that goes around your head. And my ears were just hurting so bad from having to wear a mask for like literally twenty four hours. So, because you can't take it off in the plane, even when you're like sleeping, the only time you're allowed to take it off is when you're eating, and that was only like for half an hour. Or you um, could
1: you could go to the bathroom and rest your ear. For well, a yeah, bit.
0: yeah, yeah. I did that too, but it was just it hurt my ears so bad, and plus, just like breathing was just terrible, um, like through the mask. After that long. Um, because I had, I have like these medical masks that are a bit thicker. So it really does mm-hmm. restrict your <laughs> airflow. Um, and they have some of these thinner masks. So I brought like a couple of thin masks with me. And those are easy to breathe through. But like the ones I brought that like protect you more, they're, they were really thick. And it was just, oh, it was just, it was hell on earth for like a day.
1: Yeah. It won't be nearly as long as your flight, but I must admit, I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, back before I was vaccinated, I was one of like two or three people in our, in my office building that still wore a mask. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, all right, I just want to be responsible. I have asthma. Don't get COVID again. You know, I consider the fact that my COVID was pretty easy the first time, like very lucky because it could have been much worse. So I was like, all right, just be smart. But even just, you know, uh, four hours, an hour lunch, four hours, and then four hours and leaving just in those stretches of wearing a mask super uncomfortable like my ears would hurt and yeah
0: it was, it uh, was bad. I,
1: I mean very small problems very small problems you should,
0: you i know. mean yeah like on the list of things i could complain about i'd have to say that it's at the very bottom of the list of wearing a mask honestly i don't actually care so if i go into mm-hmm. a business and they want me to wear a mask i'm not gonna die on that hill i'm not gonna you know m- like throw a fit by having to wear a mask I'm really not. Um, I'm not going to even be mad if they make me have a negative test. Being vaccinated, I think, is a bit different because you're putting something into your body. And I think we're all kind of uh, very cautious about what we put into our body, or at least we should be. Um, So I get that part about being iffy on the vaccine. But the other things, I don't really see the problem. Um,
1: Right. I, I try to be respectful of the mask thing when businesses do ask. But honestly, so few businesses around here even request it that I forget. Like, I used to just always have a mask in my back pocket, like, it was just like you know, leaving for the day, wallet, keys, mask, phone go like it was just part of the standard kit. Uh, but it's not been a thing anymore, so I just don't ever have one on me anymore. I really just need to put one in my car, and I did that for a while. And I was like, okay, should probably take the mask in and run it through the wash and put a different one in. I just keep forgetting to. Put
0: one in the car. Yeah, I guess what really bothers me about the masks is not wearing them. It's that other people don't wear them properly um, or consistently. So I, I've seen like hundreds upon hundreds of people just wearing the mask either above their lip or like not even covering their nose, or the, like they'll take it off the whole time and then they'll put it back on. They'll take it off. They'll put it on, and. At that point, it doesn't really do anything for you. So like, what's the point? And that's how I felt like in a lot of businesses, like even when people were wearing it, it's like they—it's not like they were doing it properly. So if no one here is wearing it properly, then you might as well not wear it at all. You know right. what I
1: mean? That, that has been one of the nice things about the mask mandate lifting. It's like people either wear them correctly or they do not wear them. I don't have to see people like half wearing them. That would always just make me angry. But uh, I don't know if I want to, we want to dwell on this particular topic. Too oh, long. no, I, like, just, I you, just went into a were, rant. <laughs> right. You were back home for a
0: month or so. Like, yeah. what,
1: what, are, what are some some fun things that happened?
0: I got to see all my family. Um, my mom owns a couple businesses. So I we were able to, so she owns a bar, for example. So I got to like hang out and see all my family members I saw some cousins I haven't seen since I was like 14, 13. So it's been like a a long, long time. I didn't even recognize them because now they're like 35. (laughs) So I didn't even recognize them. Um, But yeah, that was super nice. Um, I saw a couple old friends from high school and I just mostly uh, hung out with my family and I was just enjoying my time there. It was super hot. So I went to Missouri because that's where I'm from. Mm. It was super hot and it was like, I want to say like 80 90 almost every day which for me is very hot but for everyone there they said they thought it was mild but I've been living here for about a decade now and the weather here is like 70 at best maybe so anything above 70 is is hot and it always rains here so I wasn't used to being around that much sun and um yeah, there wasn't really much like where I'm from, like so from like St. Louis cuz I live on the outskirts of St. Louis. There really isn't much to do there. It's like if you want to eat, like, you know, you know, eat your heart out cuz there's so much to do there. Like there's so many places to go eat. But like yeah, as for like activities, uh, eh, not really. Like you can go to the arch in St. Louis. Like if you go to St. Louis, mm. you have to go to the arch, um, the gateway to the west. Yeah, the gateway to the west. So, I've been there like six times and <laughs> Like I grew up there, so there's no point going back to the arch like you know a hundred times. It doesn't change. Um, I took my wife there once, and she thought it was fascinating. But after you've seen it like two or three times, it doesn't really impress you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I remember, right, the elevator goes. It follows the arch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes. You can go to the so below the arch. There's a basement. Um, I guess for those who don't know, so the, it's called the Gateway to the West because uh, this whole section of the U.S. was part of the louisiana purchase so part of the land that was purchased from napoleon because napoleon was having a war in the 1800s and he needed to finance it and so the u.s bought all this land from france but it was uncharted so we didn't really know what was in the land and so they sent lewis and clark to go from the arch out to different areas and to explore this land and that's why it's called the gateway of the west because that's supposedly where they started their journey um so fun fact and if you go to below the arch, there's a whole museum in all of this. Like you can watch videos and you can buy souvenirs and you can buy food. It's fascinating. Honestly, it's fascinating for like the first time experience you have to go. And then you can buy a ticket to go up to the arch. And that costs about, I think the last time I went, it was probably like 10 or 15 bucks maybe. Oh, um, that's not bad at all. No, it's not super expensive. And it's worth the ride too. And you sit like in these little gondolons or whatever, whatever they're called, like these little mini elevators. And it takes you all the way to the top. And you can tilt the window so you can look all the way down. Um, and the arch, I want to say, is about 700 feet tall, give or take. So it's a, it's pretty tall. And, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it's just... I, it's honestly, a-
1: the engineering of uh, that elevator system, I've always wondered, like, oh, that must be, like, a completely custom... Uh, Thing they've engineered or figured out to make that work i just always thought about how did they do it
0: i don't know how they did it i mean i went to i went to high school with a girl and her dad was part of the engineering team but i don't remember her name or his name so i guess it doesn't matter <laughs> but i mean like i said if you've if you've lived in st louis you've been to the arch at least once um, and the arch has only been around since the 60s or the 70s so it's not actually that old oh really um, yeah, it's see, like, I thought it was older, but no, no, it's now that you better. think about it, that that type of
1: architecture would probably be harder any older than that.
0: Yeah, so it's I double checked because I, uh, I want to cheat. So yeah, it's been around since the 60s, 60, nineteen sixty three. Yeah, so it's not even that it's, the structure isn't super old, um, but that's what St. Louis is famous for. And but I I didn't go when I went there this time. I haven't gone in probably like in six seven years maybe um but what else you can do if you go to st louis which is actually not in st louis but around st louis is is six flags so that's actually in eureka which is about an hour east of st louis i want to say and if you like amusement parks and roller coasters and water parks i mean there's a lot to do at six flags but that's also a place i've been like a thousand times so it kind of gets boring for me but. I didn't do that either yeah uh, it's expensive if you don't have a season's pass it's like 30 40 bucks a person um so you got to buy a season's pass Well, that's not bad if like
1: so, so for someone like me that doesn't have anything like that around me if i'm gonna pay like you know three four five hundred dollars just to get on a plane to get there not even thinking about food or lodging like and what's an extra 30 40 bucks
0: to that's to be able
1: to do something i can't do at home
0: yeah, the good part I love about St. Louis and the surroundings is there's a lot of water. So there are plenty of places where you can go and just sit on the riverfront. And so they'll often have like boats on the riverfront or they'll have like firework displays or they'll have like restaurant boats, for example. They'll, they have casinos on the waterfront. So they do a lot mm-hmm. in the river, which is which is awesome. It's a very beautiful site. I really like it. Um, but that's like what you have to see if you go there what I did was I just stuck around with my family for four weeks and we didn't really do anything exciting I mean people always say like oh you go home and it's vacation but for me going back to where you came from isn't actually a vacation and it's just not I mean I mean unless you're from like I don't know like Paris or something or Tokyo but but even then like going back home to visit family isn't vacation vacation for me is like Uh, like relax and you know fun and like going to do new things but did you not
1: get to relax and have fun
0: well I did that's true I did get to relax a little bit and I got to have some fun but I didn't like go to like places but I took my work with me because it was kind of short notice so I do Uh, like translation work and so I took my laptop so I worked the whole time I was there like 10-15 hours a week which honestly isn't a lot of work but I couldn't do anymore because I was a student. Um, but no, I mean, it was, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I really missed the U S um, it's just as like chaotic and messed up as I, I remember. So like nothing, every time I come home, it just seems more chaotic to be honest. Mm. Uh, but I still, I love it. I mean, I love the U S but I love it from a distance. <laughs> Physically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> Like when I'm like, when I leave the U.S., I'm very sad because I really miss it. Um, But when I get there and I stay there for a couple of weeks, I remember why I left. (laughs) And and I always forget that reason. So it's kind of like it's a cycle. Um, Mm. What I really enjoy about the U.S. is the hospitality. I love how friendly people are. Um, And you don't get that here. Like people aren't really friendly in Germany um, like they are in the U.S. And when you go to the U.S., you have the feeling that everyone's your friend. And they're just not, <laughs> they're just being overly friendly, but like, they're not all your friends. Um, and I love like the banter or the small talk. That's super enjoyable. Um, I love like the small things where like, for example, people will call me sir, which for me is super weird because they don't do that here. So it's really, <laughs> it's, it's really weird hearing someone call me sir, um, even though it's normal because I'm 30 and I'm a guy, like it's okay to call me sir. But in Germany, you would never do that. That's completely like you just you wouldn't do that at all, and so it's just just kind of jarring a little bit. What well, what is
1: the German equivalent? I mean, I, I just think hair, but I don't know if that has the same uh, connotations.
0: no there, there is no equivalent. There is no mm. equivalent at all. Um, well, hair. Um, you can use that, but that's more like Mister. Right. So, yeah. So like mr mr smith or mr jones or something um but like this like addressing someone with like sir or madam like if you walk into a store for example it'll be like hey ma'am can i help you or hey sir do you need anything they wouldn't do that in germany like there's no equivalent of that they would just say hello can, can i do anything for you there's no way to address someone like that um you could indirectly address someone like that by saying like hey there's this um Man or woman in the store, and then they would use Herr or Frau, which would be Herr would be like Mister. So there would be like this Mister, but Herr also means like Lord, like in the sense of like God, um, or like in the sense of like someone who owns someone or something. So they hmm. can they can kind of use that to refer to you as Mister or Sir, but they just wouldn't do it. Like they um, when they're talking to me, they would do that. Like if they're talking to me directly and they know my last name, then they would use "ha." So like my last name is Chandler. So if I'm talking to someone and they know that they would, they would say Chandler." So it'd be like Mr. Chandler. But like, if I go to a store, they're not going to do that. <laughs> Cause they don't know what my last name is. I'm just some random customer who walked into the store. Um, unless like they look at like my credit card or my ID, then they'll say that, but otherwise, mm-hmm. no. and I miss that. It's think the small things, you know? Okay.
1: I'm definitely, that's definitely something I've never thought of before. I mean, obviously different uh, ways you refer to people are different in all sorts of languages, but.
0: uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. English
1: is definitely a weird one, especially with uh, all the weird things we've invented to call people over the years, especially with uh, when you start thinking of Southern hospitality and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I I did have a very important thing I wanted to ask you sure shoot because i'm going to missouri in like a month what are your opinions as a local st louis barbecue versus kansas city barbecue
0: Uh, that's a good question honestly i don't know i don't know if i've ever had kansas city barbecue because it's pretty far from where i grew up um barbecue i've never really had a lot of barbecue most of like the barbecue and grilling i ever had was done by my mom um so I don't know how authentic that is, but I really enjoyed it. But I'm not like a really like a barbecue person per se. Um, I'm more of like a like like grilling, you know. So like my family mm. did like a lot of grilling because barbecue takes like a lot of time. Oh yeah. Um, I most people don't know that though. Like most people don't know the difference between like grilling and barbecuing. Like they think it's the same, and there's a huge difference. Like grilling generally is like it's a lot hotter and it's a lot faster. So like you can like grill like hot dogs or hamburgers or whatever or vegetables if you want, but like barbecuing something that's a very slow, long, drawn out process. You know, sometimes we'll just have it sit in the smoker for like a whole day. But um, so uh,
1: that reminds me, there's a there's a Netflix barbecue cooking competition show that was out maybe like a year or so ago. It should still be up there. It's like. America's next best smoker, barbecue, something like that. I'm sure you could find it on Netflix. The, I'm not a big fan of reality type TV, but of course there's exemplars in every genre. And I think this is one of them.
0: I found one it. Of the Okay, what is it called? It's called the American Barbecue Showdown.
1: Yes, that's it. American Barbecue Showdown. And it's really good and interesting. And I believe one of the people on the show... I'm pretty sure it was that show. Said something like, "Barbecue is has like the worst ratio of time it takes to pre- prepare to what people are willing to pay for it. It's just people are not going to pay a lot of money for barbecue because they've just been conditioned. Barbecue is cheap. So people who hmm. are pitmasters and they spend a lot of time like really perfecting their craft. Uh, it's not a lot of time for the return." and the stuff they would do on that show is insane the, the final uh, like the final round competition was you are going to stay up all night as a 12 hour plus cook you're going to construct uh, your own smoking pit with cinder blocks and whatever you find lying around and you're going to whole smoke a hog and like seven other things
0: go yeah I'm not paying for that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying for that but no, you're completely right. Like people's willingness to pay for something is definitely very low, but I think that's more of an American problem though. I think we've gotten so used to like paying like next to nothing for stuff that we're not willing to pay for quality. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Which I, uh, my, my dad's birthday was four days ago. And his girlfriend's birthday was two days ago. So we always do like a big group celebration every year. Mm-hmm. So what I got them was, uh, there's, I don't know if you've heard of it. There's a marketplace online called CrowdCow where you no. can, it's a it's a subscription service where you can like buy uh, high quality meats and have them shipped to your door. And you can do it as a subscription every month or you can do like a gift box like I did.
0: Oh, that's right. And, you told me about that. Now I remember.
1: Oh, really? I don't yeah, well, yeah. You I mentioned don't it. Talking to...
0: No, we didn't talk about it in depth. You mentioned, I think, like like one or two sentences, but go on. Yeah. But the, the idea is that like
1: everything you buy, like, oh, this came from this farm in this country, in this part of this country, and this is the process they use, and these this is their philosophy. And mm-hmm. one of the things I want to tack onto their box, just like, you know what? I don't think they've ever had this. And I I've never had it. And I just, you know, as a treat for them. I got them four ounces of A5 Wagyu. Plus, uh, see, that was petite sirloin. And that was, that's $45 for four ounces. But that's one of those things I think you, it's willing to, you should pay for the quality. And I think that's something we need to be in a better habit of doing. Like, this chicken breast might be two fifty dollars a pound, and this one might be $5 a pound. But, you know, sometimes get the $5 a pound one, maybe maybe it's a little better and more expensive for a reason
0: yeah i'm definitely guilty of like wanting to buy cheap stuff too um but it's just cuz like just the way we've been raised is you want the cheapest price uh, at all costs and it's it's the same here too um food here is pretty pretty inexpensive actually um but like the prices are so cheap you really wonder how do they even actually make a profit and a lot of times they don't like, especially mm-hmm. farmers, farmers are like dirt poor because of like the industry and they don't always own the animals. They don't always own the feed or the farms. So it's just, but yeah, that's a story for another day. But right. And
1: I, I don't know how it works in Germany, but I know a lot of ranchers uh, have their beef subsidized here. Hmm. Like beef should not be as cheap as it is, but the government is making it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's super cheap. I don't know what the, the par- price per pound is at the moment, but I mean, you can buy 500 grams of beef for like three bucks. Like so, ground? Yeah, yeah, like ground. Okay, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, like ground beef. Yeah, for like three bucks, which is honestly super cheap, especially for Germans. Um, yeah. You can buy high quality meat from a butcher, but then you're paying probably like 10 or $15 per like per pound, so... And that's pretty good, but I don't, I don't buy that, (laughs) but no. Um, But barbecue now I'm not super big on barbecue. What, what I do love um, are toasted raviolis and I haven't had those in forever. And yeah, that, that is a St. Louis thing. It is. And I didn't know it was a St. Louis thing. I just thought it was an American thing. And then when I got older, I realized like, like no one else had these. So that's something I really love, or toasted raviolis, but I haven't had them in God knows how long. And I love St. Louis pizza because it's um, it's so thin, like it's almost paper thin pizza. And I didn't even know there was St. Louis pizza. Yeah, it's St. Louis style pizza. Um, there's a chain in St. Louis called, um, I think it's called Emo's Pizza. Let me check real quick. Yeah, and so there's if you there's Emo's Pizza, which is or I M O. So Emo's Pizza in St. Louis, and it's one of the most well-known chains in the St. Louis and St. Louis area. And they have really good pizza. And it's super thin. Like you go to Chicago and you have like the, um, what is it called? Like the- deep pan- dish. Yeah, the deep dish pizza. Thank you. So it's it's basically like you're eating a pie. Like it's so thick. I haven't personally had it, but I've talked to plenty of people who have had it. And it's super thick pizza. Whereas if you go like south, a couple hundred miles to St. Louis- it's super thin. It's like paper thin pizza. And I love it. That's so, um, I really do love that pizza, but I haven't had it in God knows how long, but Oh, I really want that now.
1: (laughs) I I don't know how I keep coming back to Netflix food shows, but another Netflix food show. uh, I, I don't know if you remember, there was a, there was a YouTuber and he got really, you know, he went viral like 10 ish years ago. He made a five guys video where he was just like talking about how much he, you know, loved this five guys burger Mm. and there were like song remixes of it and everything. I cannot remember the guy's name, but you know, it, it was popular. And looks like recently he got a Netflix show and uh, I was at my family's and we watched the first episode of that a few months ago and it was in St. Louis. And uh, one of the things, you know, they were uh, trying was toasted ravioli yeah. which, you know, all, of course, look great. But one of the restaurant owners, they went to his house and, you know, where they were having a, a meal with his family and he keeps like, I think it's possums on site, mm-hmm. something like that. And he made like possum toasted ravioli
0: oh, or
1: something like that.
0: That's so wrong.
1: <laughs> He's like, hey, you got to try it. It's really good.
0: But I mean, toasted raviolis are, are very good. Like they really are. I love them but I haven't had them forever. Like those are the two things that I really like about St. Louis are the raviolis and the pizza. Barbecue, um, I've had barbecue, but honestly, I don't really have like any good or bad memories. I can't really remember barbecue a lot because I, have, I haven't really had it. But um, I do enjoy food, especially from St. Louis. Um, yeah, just look it up and St. Louis style pizza. It's really good.
1: One of the things that was a big focus for me when we're going to Kansas City in like a month, is food and especially want to get some barbecue we were looking at doing a a beer and barbecue tour bus where you they put you on a bus and they drive you from place to place and they give you beer and barbecue pairings everywhere you go and like that sounds like a very time efficient way to sample the city's (laughs) food and beer unfortunately you know it got shut down due to covid but That also sounds like that'd be really hard in your stomach, though. You know what? Uh, On vacation, I'd make it work (laughs) because I'm going to be in Kansas City for we're going to arrive Friday night. So maybe grab food somewhere that Friday night. Saturday is like a do whatever you want day. Mm -hmm. Sunday is the football game. And, you know, with stadium traffic and all that, you've got to get in really early. So that day is basically gone. That day is football the end. And then we're leaving Monday morning. So basically just have one day to tour the city, oh, which wow. I know isn't a
0: lot. So no, I was but like, wow, that
1: would have been perfect.
0: <laughs> no, but that's a very American thing. Um, like you get like a lot of Americans coming to Europe and they'll do like a round trip through Europe. Like, so like my grandma, for example, she did like a, like a one or two or three week round trip around Europe. So she went from like Poland to England in like two or three weeks and spent like a day or two in each city. And then you'll get like these statements like, Oh yeah, I've been to Europe and it's it's so cultured and I really love it. And I was like, but you're only in like one you were only in Spain for like one day. Like how can you even say anything? But Americans are very accustomed to just like, well, I'll just go to like Vegas for a weekend or I'll go to California for a weekend because it's just so cheap and affordable. Um Mm -hmm. but I don't think there's anything bad about that. But a lot of people here will kind of make fun of me for that. Be like, oh yeah, I went to England for like three days. And they're like, "Oh, you're such an American because you think you know England because you were there for two days." I was like, "Well, I mean, for it's me, better it's better not going at all." <laughs> yeah, it's better than not going at all. <laughs> but no, I've I don't know if I've I i do not think I've ever been to Kansas City. But Kansas City and St. Louis have had like a rivalry since God knows how long.
1: That's uh, why I was asking about the barbecue because I assume there's some sort of at least someone
0: uh, feels very strongly about it. The one thing that's that Missourians feel, feel very strongly about are the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's because they're like a Kansas City football team and a Missouri football team, but not really because Kansas City is like on the border between Missouri and St. Louis. So there's it's like kind of a weird thing. So you have like a lot of people from Missouri. Missouri and Kansas. Yeah, like they're, they're super gung-ho about the Chiefs. Um, because it's the only football team that's left in missouri because the rams left to go to california to Los. oh angeles. yeah
1: and uh st st louis never forgot yeah
0: yeah, they yeah. never I'm, forgave yeah, yeah but i mean they just went back like so the rams were originally from los angeles they just went back to where they came from that's that's it but they stayed in st louis for so long that people felt like it was their team when it really wasn't and so you have a lot of people who are just like cling on to the chiefs and be like, yeah, that's our team, Missouri. But then you got people from Kansas who do the same thing. So it's kind of iffy. So you get like a lot of mixed opinions when it comes to football about the chiefs. I don't know jack Squad about football. I just know that <laughs> <laughs> I just know that there's the, the rivalry between Missouri and St uh, Missouri and Kansas city and chiefs and whatnot. Yeah. Um, What's also pretty interesting about St. Louis
1: and they're being bitter over the whole Rams situation when the XFL had the half season they were able to have before COVID made them stop. Um, they had a team called the Battle Hawks in St. Louis and they played in the old Rams stadium and people were so excited. They're like, we have a football team. Again, we are a hundred percent in on the Battle Hawks. Ka is the law and we are the best. And it also helped that they were pretty good. Oh.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, I and I,
1: I, since the XFL was happening and I, you know, I like football, I was like, sure, that's close to Kansas City. I'll just be a Battle Hawks fan. I was like, yeah. I oh,
0: a, it's not. What? It's the, I
1: have a Battle Hawk shirt somewhere. I've, I have to wear that more often. I forgot that even existed.
0: Oh, that's that's not the, the NFL. That's the XFL. Yep. XFL, which well, no, should
1: be coming back in 2022, I think.
0: Well, no one cares. Maybe 23. Well, no one cares about that. I mean, a lot of people really liked it. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. Um, But no, like for most Americans, I guess for people who are interested in American football, like the biggest league is the NFL. So yeah, that is the league. Yeah. Everything else is a sideshow. Pretty much. I mean, college is kind of interesting for most people, but even that is more like a hobby. Like, Well, Well, it depends. Some places college is like college football is like a religion. Yeah. Like Ohio State, like people are super, you know, behind that team. Yeah, but and like big big
1: colleges like Alabama or Notre Dame. If you're like a yeah. fan of those teams, you're like that is like life.
0: Those are the only teams, though I know of college football. Like literally Notre Dame and Ohio State. That's it. I don't know any other ones. <laughs> but pretty much, but they're not unique. Like pretty much every college, or I guess at least every university in the U.S. has a football team. But they're they're not just all popular. That's all. But right? Yeah. No, 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 no. So they're.
1: And what's funny is right now there's a there's a coach in the NFL who he's he's a brand new coach to the NFL, but he's been a college coach for a long time. And he has like an insane winning record, like dude wins all the time, very rarely loses. And they brought him in to coach the worst NFL team. And he is now lost four games in a row. And it's been very rough. And he was quoted saying like, oh, man, it's like playing Alabama every single week. And Alabama's like always like. The best or close to the best team.
0: Yeah, I do know. I do know that they're trying. To, they're getting ready for the Super Bowl. Like, well, not the Super Bowl is in February, but you know, like yep. they're trying to figure out who's going to go. So that just kind of started. Um, yep, it's in LA this year. Is it? Yep. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. I mean, you'd be surprised about how many people in, in Europe actually like the Super Bowl. Like, it's super popular here too.
1: Well, that's um, something I always uh, am surprised about. Like people outside the u.s don't care about football but
0: they'll watch the super bowl oh no i mean there are some people who are diehard fans about american football i mean i've met so many people i can't even count they're like hey you're from the u.s because they they kind of notice it maybe a little bit from my accent even though my accent isn't strong or i'll tell them and they're like hey what do you think about like uh i don't know like some football team like the raiders or something or the Cowboys?" Or like what do you think about this player in this game? like, I'm sorry, you're barking up the wrong tree. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about football. Like I had to play it in high school and that was it. But like, I'm definitely not a fan. Like they've had, they have a couple of local teams around here where they play American football. Um, and there are a couple of cities where you can buy like American football gear. Um, so it is popular, but I would say it's like a niche sport.
1: Um, I, I actually did see they were starting up a European league. I mean, I, I know it exists everywhere. I know it's not a new thing, but they're like getting like a unified European league together. I was looking at the list of teams a few months ago. I cannot remember all of them, but I was like, cool. And, and of course, uh, the NFL tries to have games in London every now and again.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the NFL or like American football is kind of popular here. But if you're someone who likes that kind of stuff, like if you're a European who likes that, you're very peculiar. Like it's not super common here um but nonetheless the super bowl is very it's it's super popular it they do a lot of sports or a lot of ads for it on tv and it's really weird seeing like a german ad about the super bowl and they'll be like yeah super bowl this sunday at like and it's like at three in the morning like i'm not i'm not getting up for that <laughs> so it's like in the middle of the night basically when it starts and like you'll have Darhard fans that'll They've worked their whole 10 hours, and they'll stay up for that one day. Like, they'll do, like, an all-nighter just to watch the Super Bowl. Oh, and I've seen uh, Chiefs fans on the Chiefs subreddit
1: um, that are international just do it for normal games.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow, for normal games now. I mean, I'd stay up for the Super well, Bowl.
1: when you have a – it used to be 16, now it's a 17-game season. mm mm-hmm. uh, Every game really counts, so – it's not like baseball where you're gonna have like hundred games a year or whatever. Like every <laughs>
0: every game really counts. Yeah, that's the thing. Like baseball they play almost every day. Um, yeah. but no, like the the Super Bowl is something people love to watch here and they make a lot of money off of it. Um I don't know if it's free though. I think it's I think it's pay-per-view or something. But that would it's, make it's the same with like with the election, with like the presidential election that's also super popular here. Um, but it's in the middle of the night so if you want to like see the results live you have to stay up the whole night and well that
1: that well that's what you're supposed to do in the u.s too but we've everyone in the u.s understands that you watch the results on election night you think you have a good idea where it's going to go you go to sleep and then you wake up and yeah either there was a crazy turn or what looked like was going to happen happened
0: like in the last election like they would have had the results right away but trump contested them so like they didn't post them and i was sitting there waiting 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 would are they gonna say it but i was like you know what like he's not gonna accept the results i want to go to bed so i'm going to bed yeah but and
1: i know we've run a little long so there's one oh, thing i fine. do want to bring up before we before <laughs> we hit it uh if you are interested in football, american football which is most of my life i did not enjoy and then i started understanding it and caring and then i started really enjoying it Uh, There is a really good video on YouTube that I watched a few days ago. Not at all meant for me, but I wanted to watch it anyway. It's called like a European's guide to the NFL or something like that. And it, um, it's a pretty funny video. And it also just kind of explains basic rules, like why you should care how to get into it, like why it's fun. Um, And kind of, you know, explains all like the drama and, you know, the soap opera nature of the whole thing of watching these insane people that are world-class athletes do this crazy stuff.
0: They, um, they do it for the money.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of yeah, money in football. A lot of ego too.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like there, there are people like Tom Brady could have retired a long time ago, but he's, you know, he's a crazy person who loves to win. And that's why he's still playing at 43,
0: which is like, senior age for like athletes Like oh once, yeah once you some sports 40, you can go older but for
1: football like 30s is old
0: like maybe for golf you can probably do 50 or something but for like most contact sports like soccer football hockey baseball boxing like once you hit 40 you're done like you're just like you're just done um like it doesn't matter how good you are like some guy who just turned 25 you know, has just so much more energy than some guy who's 45. Not always, but generally speaking. But anyway, yeah. no, I think it's super interesting. But yeah, that's, and that's, a, that's a wrap. Okay.
1: Well, I'll, I'll just real quick back end. Sure. Uh, what I've been up to. It's not going to take very long because it's not that interesting. <laughs> oh, no, sure. <laughs> um, it, it was kind of funny because when we took a break on our podcast, it feels like everything in my life, like I was very busy. Like I felt like I had something going on almost every day.
0: And oh, then we, we
1: went on break. My bowling league ended. Uh my d and group went on a break because two of the people in it were getting married. And uh, something something else finished. So it went from like, wow, I have no time to myself to wow, I have like time every day. This is weird. Very suddenly. <laughs> and other than that, just been boring, working. Nothing else interesting is happening.
0: Did you get your graphics card? Denver, oh you- no
1: no no oh. uh i'm still waiting for the moment to strike who knows when it's gonna be but oh well, that's waiting for the moment to strike uh-huh. it's it's getting more possible all the time i'm seeing more and more people post online like hey i got my card today
0: i didn't have to sell a kidney i bought a card but it was like for me it was a lot of money but for someone who's super into gaming like you it's laughably cheap so i, sp- I spent like two hundred dollars my card which for me, is, like, more than enough. Like, it was probably, like, twice my budget. But um, I try to play games every now and then on my computer, so I wanted to have a halfway decent card. I can't remember. what I think it's, like, a Geoforce 1060-something with, like, six. Oh, gigabytes. that would
1: be a GTX 1060 probably. Yeah, maybe. See, there you got, I don't
0: even know what the name is. <laughs> See,
1: a, a 1060, uh, when that came out, that was a really high-value good card. Like, for yeah. what it was... It was very good for the price yeah and it's it, still a decent card like i'm running a 1080
0: yeah it's it is a 1060 with 60 gigabytes of video ram um which for me is like more than enough and i just bought i bought horizon zero dawn for from steam the other day so i want to play that and there's this website i don't know if you know it do you know the website can you run it have you heard of that
1: um i think i've seen it before a- uh
0: it's a good website. You should definitely visit it. So if you want to know if your website, if your computer can run a certain game, you go to this website, can you run it.com. I think it's called, and it'll ask you to install like a little software that analyzes your hardware and it'll send it back to the website and it'll say like, Hey, can you, with this hardware, can you play this video game? And it does the minimum and the, re- the recommended requirements. So, and it's pretty accurate too. So I use that all the time before I buy a game. That is really cool. Yeah, I
1: usually don't have that problem because uh, my PC for a long time was pretty high end. It's you know, and parts degrade over time, and you know, technology moves on. I started playing Red Dead Redemption Two like a week ago on PC. As of yeah, and that's a very demanding game, and I definitely had to play around with the options and do some research, like how to optimize the frame rate. Even then there are definitely some times where it stutters and dips and like, uh, Oh wow. I didn't know it, that. It, it, it's definitely like, man, I wish I had that thirty eighty right now.
0: <laughs> well, I just put like 16 gigs, about 16 gigs in my, my machine. So now I'm up to 32, um, which very easy and cheap upgrade. It is. It cost it was like 60 bucks, super cheap. So, cause I do like a lot of coding on my computer and I have like a lot of virtual machines running. So I eat up like Ram, like, like it's nothing. So once I start my day, I'm, pro- I'm probably constantly hovering at, like, 23, 25 gigs of RAM. So, like, I really need it. And then if I play a video game, I need that, too. So, But no, I guess, like, for my for my life, yeah, I, I had, like, a small mental breakdown. So I went went to the U.S. <laughs> to, like, you know, <laughs> basically, mm, like, find myself. And I did. So I turned to my thesis before I went to the U.S., and that took about six weeks of writing now about five weeks of writing my thesis and um i was going to do my master's but i decided not to i want to take a break so i got a good job a really good job offer so i'm going to take that nice
1: that's that's awesome yeah
0: yeah definitely has a lot to do with my degree so it's uh, german english so it's a combination of english german french translation so in different directions um, but mostly like Eng- German to English and French to English or French to German or German to French. So like doing small translations. Um, and yeah, and I got my diploma three days ago. So I passed. So I passed all my classes. So I'm officially a bachelor. I'm, I'm a married bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> so I have my bachelor's degree in French studies and linguistics. And maybe I'll go back for master's if I ever feel like it. But that's that's the highlight of my life, like the past two months. And my car died on me, so I got to get a new car. Ugh. I got to move to a new apartment because I hate this one. Um, I got to plan a trip to France because I want to go back to France because I miss it. And then I got to plan a trip to go. But to But only US. for two or three days, right? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did that once. I've been I've been to France for like two or three days. Um, there is this concert by this one Japanese singer I absolutely love. Her name's Um Ushi, which is the the French pronunciation of the Japanese word, which is which is which is like star, and she has like the whole like French Japanese vibe going on and a lot of her stuff. So she mixes French and Japanese culture in her music, and she had a concert in Lille, which is one of my favorite cities. So I drove down on a Friday because it's a two-hour drive to Lille, or sorry, it's a four-hour drive. So I drove down to Lille for the concert on Friday. I went to the concert. Then I stayed in Airbnb for one night, and then I drove back home. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Poland. I went to Poland for a weekend. I went to England for a weekend too. So, but now when I go back to France, that'll be for like two or three weeks, maybe. So, oh, well, that's a that's a chunky trip. Yeah, I mean France. it's Like going to France is like two hundred bucks. Like it's not expensive to go there at all. Theoretically, I could walk to France, but it would take me a week. But I can walk there. So,
1: I bet you see it. That would actually be really fun, backpacking from uh, Germany to France. Oh, yeah. Interesting
0: stuff on the way. Yeah, definitely. Maybe not with like the whole pandemic, but people backpack across Europe all the time, um, Germans and Americans, because it's so easy. Um, And if you were to take a bike, you, you could probably get to France on a bike in maybe a couple of days, you know, but I'm not too far from the French border. So I could be in like the Netherlands in about an hour like a train ride like it's i'm really close to uh west through the west western border Hmm. but anywho yeah so we tacked on 10 minutes but i think it's fine uh yeah we have a lot to catch up on yeah so that's that's pretty much it for my for my side i don't know about you uh yeah it's not been super exciting i think i i more than covered it all right we'll see you next time if you get your card or not um but as always thanks (laughs) for listening and we'll be back soon bye everyone (laughs) bye